0: Many of us are already planning our New Year's resolutions to work out more in 2023. But let's face it, they rarely stick. Well, Peloton's got a gift for you. Get up to $200 off accessories like non-slip grip dumbbells, cycling shoes, heart rate monitors and more with the purchase of a Peloton bike, Bike Plus or Tread. Don't wait. Get this offer before it ends on December 25th. Visit OnePeloton.com. All access membership separate. Offer ends December 25th. Cannot be combined with other offers. See additional terms at OnePeloton.com.
1: Real life is not a game. If you get behind the wheel intoxicated, you're gambling with your life and the lives of others. Play it safe and designate a sober driver. Learn
0: more at CHPDDP.com. This message is brought to you by the California Highway Patrol. Yeah, there should be some passion. This doesn't have to be boring, boring, boring.
1: Okay, one thing
0: the game needs is more people like you, you, you. Still have grown man run around tight pants. Smokey Mookie Betts. Daniel Bard. Steve Aoki. Here's Saltzalamakia. This is Brock Holt. Hey, this is John Lester. Baseball. Baseball. Baseball isn't boring. Welcome to Baseball Isn't Boring. Here's your host, Rob Radford.
1: All right, he's back. He's back. There's no one I would rather talk to. Fresh <laughs> off the meetings. Standing in hotel lobbies um smoozing with people seeing basically catching up with a lot of great people but now we're back we're back in the uh baseballs and boring studios we're grounded with rich hill um who is obviously like and rich i did um spread the word about how awesome you're doing in yeah, terms, well, <laughs> in terms of, 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 of dominating the podcast space and everyone said that does not surprise me at all he's excellent he'd be excellent
0: well, I appreciate it. I appreciate it, Rob. I, uh yeah, I got in touch with uh somebody gave me a call today and, and said they uh ran into you uh one of the guys from uh the West Coast there, uh, Dave Vasse, oh, And yeah. uh, he was telling me uh he was telling me about uh you know how you guys were talking about the broadcast and uh you know, he's great. I call him the the Oracle of LA. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, oh, wow. well, listen, we're spreading the word from coast to coast. That's exactly and 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 I actually had to do it with a lot logging, a lot of plane miles, but I didn't mind doing it. As I the yeah. last action I did of the winter meetings, Rich, as I was heading to the airport, I handed a baseballs and boring t-shirt to Ryan Dempster, which I feel oh. like if anybody deserved. That to be holding that on the last minute of my winter meetings existence this year, it was Ryan Dempster. I was super happy to see him. So it's good.
0: That is definitely a, a guy who uh, was, uh, you know, when he played and still is full of life and um, is exciting every time to talk baseball with him. And uh, you know, if, if uh, you know, if, if baseball was uh, ever boring, it is not around. Uh, Ryan.
1: No. no. And
0: So he'll be coming on. they got a big
1: event we're going to try to hook on with uh, out in spring training in in February. Um, But we'll we'll get to that. But what I want, Rich, you know, we always – we've come up with some great topics, and and you've offered perspective. I'll say it once again for the millionth time. I did not play Major League Baseball, and you continue to play Major League Baseball. So you have a perspective that I don't. But one of the things that I was thinking about was – you know, and this sort of stems off, I guess, Bogart signing going from Boston to San Diego. Although there's yeah. other examples that we have of, of guys going from one market to another. But the the dynamic, and this is, I don't know if you're old enough to remember. You remember Bruce Hurst? Oh, yeah. Yeah. So Bruce Hurst, for people around the country listening to this, don't know, don't remember Bruce Hurst. Bruce He's Hurst had a great year career with bought the Red Sox and he yeah. chose to go to the Padres. Yeah. And then after the fact, he said that was, I'm paraphrasing, but that was a bad decision because I miss the juice of Boston. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we just played uh, Johnny did Jake, I talked to Johnny Damien down the David Ortiz golf tournament. He yes. said that he's like, there isn't a, you know, you have to understand there's Boston there's New York. There's a couple others. And then yeah. there's somebody else. And you have to brace yourself for that. You've played, I don't know if you know this, you've played in a lot of different places. So maybe you yeah. are the most qualified person to approach this. But yeah. how difficult can that be? Like, for instance, for instance, when you went from 2015 for the Red Sox, and you had already been in your career, but you go yeah. to 2015 Red Sox to Oakland, um that's a that's a perfect example. That's a different dynamic, right? Correct. You have yeah. to adjust to that.
0: Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, I've been fortunate to play in in every large market, L.A., Chicago, both New York's and Boston. Um, And those are the that's those are the top top four markets, you know, in 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 baseball, in probably any sport in the United States. Um, And being able to, you know, obviously perform on the stage here in Boston um, is, you know, it's not a knock on anywhere. Just you can't you can't you know that type of intensity that the the park of Fenway brings and the fans bring when you go into the into the uh, arena at Fenway and and also I think you know having a team that uh, is competitive you know much more intense and the lights much more brighter. And that's something that you know. I believe as, as a player, you you want to you want to play in. That's the market you want to play in. You want to play in a, a place where every single game counts, and you know every night you go out there, you're you're putting it out for for everybody to see. And uh, you know it's it's no it's no knock on uh, any of the other markets. It's just you know Boston has a special flair about it and uh you know the intensity i think comes from you know the the hardworking people here in the city and and you know paying good money to to watch a watch a baseball game and watch a they want to go out there and watch a team that is a quality team um and watch quality team play hard well
1: and, and so we have to preface everything by saying exactly what you said this is no knock on any other city. No, this isn't no knock, right? This is, but we have to be realistic. When, you know, one of the things that I'm interested in, I have covered a game at Fenway Park and then gotten on a plane and covered a game at Tropicana Field. And right, I'm looking yeah. at it like, holy mackerel. I know that players get paid a lot of money. I know that yeah. you're playing the great game of baseball, but still, holy mackerel. Like yeah. what a difference! Yeah, it and, is. And, and do play? Do players verbalize that at all? Like, do players? Have I mean, you have not been around players? Like, oh man, you know, I miss like all the all the all the things that you're talking about.
0: Oh, you can go into the you know AL Central and and play in some of the ballparks where they're half filled or a quarter filled, and that's on a nightly basis. Um, you can go to Tropicana Field, like you said, and there's, you know, maybe 5,000 people there during the week at a game. Um, you can go to Kansas City uh, where, you know, they're only half full on on a good night. Uh, you know, obviously they've had some unbelievable teams in the last 10 years where they, they've been able to go to the World Series twice, win a World Series, and I'm sure those were – great places to play during those years when you're coming down the stretch. But, um, and look, like these, these, these places, when they, when they get filled, like playing in Cleveland, for example, Oh yeah, having the chance to play in the wild card uh, and seeing that stadium filled, it's electric. It is absolutely freaking electric. And the the problem is, is that it's just not like that every night uh when you come to boston it's like that every night and that's something that you know again it, it's 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 very simple uh when you come here to play is you can't sacrifice your effort and you can't sacrifice your mental mistakes um and i think that's something that you know that pressure that comes with playing in boston is 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 really a privilege and being able to Uh, experience that is something that I don't know how to explain it to anybody who hasn't, you know, you can't just, you know, say that you've played there, come in as a visitor or whatever, and you know what it's like because it's just a short stint. Um, it's really when, you know, those, those long durations of, of, a of a drought, you know, where you're, where you're losing five or six games in a row and you're starting to feel it, you know, in the stadium and the, and the fans are getting on you and, um, you know, but you can feel you can it's very visceral. <laughs>
1: yeah. Oh no, listen. I mean, no question. And and you make another good point is that these a lot of these parks, if you win ultimately, you get to the playoffs, you are gonna get a taste of it. It's just that in the in the hundred and sixty in the well, the eighty something games before yes. that, you aren't getting yep. a taste of Tampa Rich, like Tampa, I remember back in uh some of their playoff runs. Especially when they had the cowbells, it yeah. was nuts. Yeah. Like it was loud. It was crazy. It was a good crowd. Yeah. But yeah. the point is, is that you have to get to that point, and even when you get to that point, then you have to get to the point after. The question, one of the questions, uh jumping-off point I want to ask you: Do you think that a guy like I mentioned Hurst? Do you think a guy like Xander Bogarts is in
0: for a culture shock? Um. I mean, I I, I think from the, and this is this kind of contradicts what I said, but like from a field level standpoint, you're still playing the game of baseball. Um, I don't think that the one thing that is extremely exciting that is happening in San Diego is the team that they're putting together and the guys that they're gonna have as soon as Tatis comes back off a of suspension and you know, hopefully they go out and sign a couple starting pitchers. Um, you know, right away. You know, obviously, right now, immediately, they're they're contending for the World Series, and and uh, a division where you're seeing uh, the Dodgers not bringing back the same teams that they've had in the last decade. Right? I mean, they're still going to be the Dodgers and be very good, but they're not going to have the same kind of firepower that they've had. Um, I think in you know that we've seen year in and year out for over a decade now. Right. Um, but I'm sure Andrew uh, Friedman and in, in in L.A. will put put, you know, go and sign a few free agents that are out there and put together an unbelievable team again. But if any year is the year that San Diego or these next couple of years, San Diego is going to be in a really good position to put themselves uh, to win the World Series, a position themselves to win the division and then go into the playoffs, uh, a, a heavy favorite. It's these next couple of years. So. I mean, I think yes. I think there'll be some culture shock. You're going from you know Boston, where uh, y- you know you're you're sometimes you're white knuckling it to the ballpark because it's pretty tough with traffic around here, uh, uh, or maybe that's just me. And uh, uh, or you know some days uh, uh, just just coming here and and knowing what to expect with forty thousand fans that are eager to. You know, see the Red Sox get a W. Um, I think that's gonna possibly change in in San Diego. I just don't know. And again, we talk about the intensity and the intenseness of the fans that are on top of you um, at Fenway. You, you can't replicate it. I mean, even in the new Yankee Stadium, right? It's just not the same. And no. you hear it, you hear it over and over again. I'm not just this isn't you know breaking news. I you, you hear it over and over again where you know, you have all those fancy seats behind uh, the dugouts. So you're not getting that exchange from the fans in your face, the way that you used to at the old Yankee stadium or the overhang in the second deck or the third deck. That's, you know, literally hanging over top of the dugout, um, Mm -hmm. you know, with fans are bearing down on you. You don't get that anymore. Um, You know, so Fenway is definitely unique in its own class. And I think the only other place that you can think of that, you know, brings a certain level of intensity, I guess, is Wrigley Field because it's you know kept that same kind of character and mystique over the years.
1: Well, how about how about the other part of the you know we talk about the fans and the atmosphere of the games? Um, there's like you said, you're driving in when you were driving in a Fenway. Uh, do you have tinted windows? You don't. Yeah. Oh, you do. Oh, look at you. Yeah. Well, yeah. You. Just recently. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, because you're a pretty big deal. I mean. Yeah. Uh, but you know, but people are looking at there if they see you, they're like, "There's Rich Hill b- pitcher for the Boston Red Sox," and there's probably markets you played in where you don't have that, where you're driving in or whatever. With Bogarts, he was the be all end all in Boston, uh, yep. and now he's he can ride a skateboard to to Petco Park and probably yep. oh okay. And the other part about that is the media. I mean, let's not forget that, right? I mean. Uh, Like, Bogarts is great with the media, but I'm I'm guessing if he had his brothers, it's kind of pretty cool not having to deal with it as much.
0: Yeah, I I think that's one thing that you always look for here in Boston is guys that are going to be in front of their locker or now in front of the the podium or whatever they're going to table. They're going to stick out there on the locker to have guys, you know, just be accountable for the game and just say, you know, hey, I I made the play. I didn't make the play or – Made the pitch. I didn't make the pitch. Um, you know, I was good. I sucked. It doesn't matter. Everybody just wants the truth and wants you to be honest about you. <laughs> you're, yeah. you're out.
1: But it means it, 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 there's more but, of a demand for it in some markets than I would oh, imagine. Yeah. There were there's. I I don't know in San Diego, but I'm guessing there's more
0: than, than I, there is in San Diego. I was obviously fortunate to play in L.A. and that is an incredible market and uh, you know a great fan base and, and an intense fan base as well. But to your point, there are so many things going on in LA and in New York, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, not, much- also have play for two different
1: teams, yes.
0: Yes. And but the the two the two the two uh cities, there's just so many other things going on that baseball isn't, you know, like you said, you can walk down the street unless you're Aaron Judge, who's, you know, six nine. But you know, if you're if you're myself or whoever, I mean somebody Xander Bogarts can walk down the street in the in the Gaslamp District and go get you know his Starbucks and then uh, you know walk to the field and and not be bothered, uh, and that's a good thing. Um, but also the other side of it is, um, you know, playing in a market where uh, people appreciate you know your effort and and your ability to play the game at the highest level is also uh, something very unique that that is yeah, is here. It's the ultimate, the I would
1: imagine this is ultimate, like, and this comes back to the Bruce Hurst example. It's like, oh, yeah, it seems like a good idea till it's not a good idea. It seems like right. I kind of miss oh, – I really miss that. I really miss, like, the, the intensity of it. I, and so – You, you do. You mentioned oh, no, L.A. No yeah. And L.A. is – like. well, first of all, tell me that you didn't play for the Padres, but you played in San Diego. Both you're talking right. about two Southern California teams. Is there a big difference in your mind between the two markets when it comes to baseball?
0: Um, yeah. I mean, you can feel a little bit. Yeah. There's a, there's, there's a little bit more of that big market feel in LA than there is in San Diego for sure. Um, and also that, uh you know when when those two teams are playing each other it is you know a very big rivalry obviously the biggest rivalry i believe in that division is is uh you know the giants and the and the dodgers um now you know with san diego i think that the market size obviously is going to be determined by the way that the team that they're you know putting together that's going to go out there on the field so it's only growing because of uh, the ability of the the front office and and ownership willing to go and spend the money and get the players to be able to create the market. So they've created, you know, now a major player uh, coming into, you know, the next five years, uh, at least to, to be a contender for the World Series. Um, I mean, it, and and also in the immediate next couple of years, right? So it's put a lot of other teams on notice, like, hey, if we don't you know, pull our stuff together here and start spending some money and getting some free agents. We're going to continue to be, you know, climbing uphill instead of being on top of the hill and, and, uh, you know, fighting everybody off of it. I think that's, you know, uh, again, it's, it's he who hesitates is going to eat last. And that's, you gotta, you gotta jump the market. Oh. You gotta get.
1: I think I think that's actually the Red Sox slogan right now. No. Uh, um, anyway, well we'll find out. It's a long off season, but yeah.
0: I was going to say this to your point about uh, you know market size and media size. There, you know, you could go into uh, you know another smaller market, let's say Cleveland, um, Kansas City. Uh, you could even argue San Diego. Uh, and you're going to have, you know, four beat writers in there as opposed to in Boston, you're going to have 20, right? So you're going to have a lot more, uh, especially when things are going well. And, um, you know, in, in LA, you're going to have similar numbers in Chicago, probably a little bit less than, than the other markets, I think in New York, probably, you know, similar to Boston, maybe a couple more. Um, But really, I think that if you, if you don't want to you know, answer questions, or you know, you don't want to uh, have to be accountable for that day's performance. It's pretty, pretty easy to just not yeah. answer. Go home.
1: Yeah. Well, that, you're welcome, Xander Bogarts. You have an eleven, eleven-year contract and the opportunity to go home without me hassling you. But there, <laughs> you mentioned LA. All right. So we talked about going from Boston to Southern California. How about going from Southern California? By the way, of Atlanta to Boston. You, you played with a guy in Kenley Jansen, yeah. Who made his bones in LA. And really you look at positions and Bogarts is a guy and Judge is a guy. These guys are perceived captains. Well, the another important guy who has to deal with it in a very different dynamic are closers. Mm-hmm. I remember that Eric Gagne when mm-hmm. he finished Eric Gagne came to Boston. He um he obviously he spent a lot of time in L.A. He came to Boston, had a rough go of it, left, wasn't accountable. And as closers, that's – you know, Rich. Yeah. Closer, if you want to be a closer, you better answer the bell. You want to answer the questions when it goes bad. And Alex Cora was actually the one who was his buddy from L.A. who grabbed him and said, listen, you got You got to stay behind. you got to answer these questions. This is yeah. just how it works here. So my question for you, playing with Kenley
0: Jansen, making yes. that
1: position, what would you what would you say to him?
0: Like, well, what? I, I and knowing Kenley and and <laughs> and knowing him well, he's gonna he is gonna be accountable. I know he is. He was in LA. Um, you know, he didn't uh, sugarcoat anything. If he wasn't pitching well or he wasn't uh, able to uh, close out games at, at some certain times, I mean, uh, he was a guy that that wow. when held to the, the fire, so to speak, with the questions, he answered them. And he wasn't shy to shy away from uh, any questions. And, and he also continued to put in the work. Um, I think that's something that Boston is getting is a, is a guy that obviously has proven himself throughout the regular season, but has done it in the postseason. Um, and when he is, uh, you know, uh, things, you know, might not be going great, he, he continues to put the work in and that's something that uh, has made him great over his career. And that's why he's, you know, on the path to, you know, being considered in, in hall of fame talks coming up, uh, you know, I think after these next couple of years, depending upon how they go and, and hopefully they go great. And, you know, I mean, honestly, he's, he's in that, he's in that category where, um, you know he's close to to doing something really special personally, um, and I know that he always wants to win, especially uh, getting that taste in LA over and over again, every single year, winning the you know winning the division and going into the postseason and getting into World Series, winning a World Series. Um, you know that's that's a that's a guy that has done it and and will continue to do it here in Boston.
1: This isn't what we're talking about, but as long as you're talking about him, it just popped into my mind. How is he going to get over the pitch clock? Uh, some, somebody said he was a slow. I got to look this up, but somebody said he was the slowest. You
0: played with him, like, yeah. He takes his time. He does take his time. <laughs> he does. I mean, look, there's going to be some work to be done in spring training, and right now in the off season, that's the biggest thing. Is right now in the post uh, postseason, and the off season is is getting yourself prepared. Right. To,
1: you have to practice in your backyard. I mean, fortunately, yeah. you don't have to.
0: Like, that's
1: that's one thing to check off your list. But these guys are practicing in their backyard in their cleats of, like, no, come on, let's go, let's go. It's like like Rocky chasing the chicken.
0: Yeah. You're going to have – the guys are going to have to, and I I think that's one thing that, yeah, I think – again I'm against the clock because I don't want to see outcomes determined by a clock that's not baseball that can be other sports sure but baseball it's never been a part of it so uh, once again that's another another notch in the MLB's uh, you know stick to uh, continue to uh, uh, change the game the way that they want to see it be played and and appease a ten percent fan base that is somewhat interested in baseball but probably will never be committed to baseball, um, you know, the way the other 90% of the fan base is. <laughs> That's my own opinion. And uh, the other side of it, I think, uh, you know, it will be interesting. It, it, obviously, it's implemented and it's going to be part of the game. So we're going to have to make the adjustment and uh, move a little bit quicker. And, uh, you know, again, I think ultimately it's going to fall uh, in favor for pitchers. And uh, as we see that go along during a year, again, it's it's it could be more of an attempt to position uh, pitchers against hitters and separate the union, uh, uh, and then you know hitters will start complaining about it's you know too quick, um, and you know they don't get enough time to get in the box and they only get one time out. Um, I, I think, you know, the whole thing's a mess, but it is what it is and we have to deal with it. We have to be able to adjust and and uh, practice this off season to uh
1: it's, uh, it's Rocky chasing the chicken. Ever, you are gonna get there eventually.
0: Just use you use whatever means necessary. Yeah. Um, Let like me chase a dog, dog when he takes off out of the front door across the street. Right.
1: Exactly. Whatever right. you're gonna do. I mean, it's like just uh, don't get hit by a car. Um, you are the dog. So I would t- you must have seen guys who have come in, and you know you talk about market, like especially with Boston. Like I can, I know guys, but guys have come in and they're like, really, like what is this all about? Like on both levels, like some guys are like, this is awesome. I remember I've said this story a bunch of times, but I was very fortunate just to be there randomly in the dugout. Dustin Pedroia's rookie year in 2007 and he's sitting there you know he used to come out really early in the yeah. dugout like in oh. uniform and just like be there and Alex Cora used to would too or two and and Pedroia just like in this moment of genuineness would just turn him, like to Cora is it like this everywhere and yeah. Cora's uh. like nope no. nope yeah so um, you must have had those sort of conversations with guys, right?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think that, uh, you know, I, I remember talking to Carl Crawford uh, after he signed, and he was like, man, I had no idea it was going to be this crazy, you know, sitting sitting in the dugout with him. Um, you know, this is back in, I think it was 2011 maybe. 2011, uh, yeah. yeah, and, and uh, I said, yeah, I mean, hey, the, I told him the biggest thing is just be accountable and, and, and play hard. That's it. I mean it's not it's not a secret uh formula to play in here in boston but uh you know obviously playing well does help it helps everywhere um but i think you end up ultimately playing well because of your effort and your intensity um and if you bring those two things that's something that you know uh, i try to impart on on a lot of guys that i play with and and hopefully just by example and going out there and and having that type of mindset and that attitude uh when you get that opportunity because our time is finite we don't have that much time to play this game and and i think understanding it at um, an early age is going to help guys a lot throughout their career and, and 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 take advantage of you know every single day that they get the opportunity to put the major league uniform on and how special that is um but yeah definitely have had those conversations and and uh you know i've i've heard a lot of guys talk about coming from different organizations and different uh you know different um uh parts of the league whether it be you know again the the al central or um you know tampa or uh even for for a little while there texas you know before they built that new stadium uh, they weren't really drawn that much because of the heat and how hot it was there. And people didn't want to go to the games. Uh, So you start to see, uh, you know, this kind of affinity for Fenway and for Boston and and what it takes to play here and understand that, although it's not easy, it is something that everybody dreamed about as a kid uh, and something that everybody wanted to play in front of 40,000 intense fans and people that, you know, of course, you're always going to have, you know, people yelling something crazy or whatever, but that's, you know, a few apples here and there. Uh, and but, you're gonna miss
1: it. You're gonna miss it when you're in the fishing hole, you know? Yeah. As, as an old yeah. Man. Oh, man, I miss people yelling at me.
0: So yeah. You, and I mean, you know, the funny thing is, too, it's just like, just like autographs. It's like, oh, I don't want to sign. Don't sign for them. Don't sign for them. Like, someday somebody's not going to ask you for your autograph, and they're not even going to know who you are.
1: <laughs> I, I That will never happen with me. I mean, it's like, I can't – I, I can't stop saying no. That's my problem. It's, it's – I, when I was practicing my autograph in second grade, I knew it was for a reason. I was going to sign at least one autograph in my life, which, by the way, it's – what you know, Rich, we're going to do a players-only podcast – on the art of writing in cursive, the art of actually having a good audit. Don't you think that's a good one? Like, yeah, cause good. no one knows how to write cursive anymore. So,
0: It's oh, been, it's yeah, it's been taken out. It's been, it's taken, been out. taken out.
1: Um, so the last thing is, give me, give me your sneaky market, which players will be like, they would be traded there and they say, Hey, this is pretty good. I did not realize this is that good. Now we know like we've already gone through Boston. We've gone through New York. Maybe, you know, people sort of know what LA is all about, but give me the market that you say, maybe you didn't play there, but you have a perception of it or a reputation of it. Like give me the place that people say, Hey, you know, this is a pretty good place to get traded to.
0: Oh, well, I mean, Chicago, I I know we, we Chicago, yeah, Chicago, the Cubs, I think, uh, you know, obviously what they've been able to do with the stadium and, and uh, very similar to Fenway and and how they've been able to uh, kind of repoint everything. Right. I think that's, you know, I I think of that because it's made out of brick everywhere. So repointing the brick at, at, uh, at Wrigley um, has been something and, and, and redoing the, uh, the locker rooms and, and really bringing it up to, you know, standards that are, that are talked about throughout the league between players and saying, wow, this is something that you really have to, you have to experience and see. Now I didn't experience that when I was coming up, it was still the old place. And, yeah. But I feel fortunate for that because, you know, you're, you're still walking down the same halls that uh, many great players did. And that that's something that I, I, I love the history of the game, as you know. And uh, anyway, being able to experience it was really, really something special, but um, you know, just the city in general, uh, the places to go eat um, again, the, the, the fan base is in t- so intense. It is, it is a very, very intense fan base uh, in, in Chicago. And by when I say intense, I mean, they love the team. They love the Cubs. Um, I think WGN, obviously uh, that's something that, you know, you hear a lot of people throughout the Midwest, why they became Cubs fans because they were always on TV. Yeah. Uh, so that, that would be one um, that, I think a lot of people uh, would, you know, think that, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, you know, uh, I was, was-
1: going to say St. Louis because, like, there's there's that element of, oh, this is this, this, this the great game of baseball, nice try, guys, that sort yeah. of thing. But at the yeah. same time, you bring up a good point about you, players do want a little bit of the excitement
0: outside the park. Right, and so, yeah. The,
1: Chicago's, like, that area around Wrigley –
0: Oh, when That's you drive in the field and for people who haven't been there you don't even see it you drive into the neighborhood you still don't see it and then you drive you're right next to it and you're like oh my gosh there's Wrigley yeah, <laughs> you don't know it's really there because you're in you know Wrigleyville and you're in you're in the uh, basically a neighborhood and there it is uh, do beautiful do, club-
1: do clubhouses matter <laughs>
0: like,
1: so, so you know these this is the team the teams are are desperately trying to keep up with everybody else. This is the old college football thing, right? Yeah. You see these college football locker rooms, like, what is happening? This yeah. is this costs more than than an entire, a couple, two, three countries put together. Like, yeah. it's crazy. Yeah, it's yeah. Crazy. And so does it matter to you guys at all?
0: I think it, it, it plays. I mean, if you're going to use 100% as the total, I would say it plays, you know, 10 or 15 percent into it and uh you like the captain's chairs you have some good yeah. Captain's chairs. yeah <laughs> no i mean how much fluff do you need and, and i think the other side of it too is that you know some of these locker rooms are being so you know overmade and overbuilt that you don't even see your teammates anymore uh during the day until the, the game starts right so um but i think you know uh another market that that we're starting to see develop um and starting to assign some players and, and, and uh, continue to probably make a push is, is Texas, um, the yeah. Ranger, you know, you hear a lot of guys talking about it, especially, you know, kind of what we just said with the new ballpark, but it's, it's, it's the fans again, they're drawing, they're, they're bringing in twenty five thirty thousand 30,000 fans every game and haven't put, you know, really a good year together yet in that new stadium um it's only been two years but right two years i believe um
1: two years yeah
0: yeah so uh with fans and um you know i think that's something that uh you know with 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 a winning team they're going to start to sell that place out and and people are going to be um obviously continuing to go to the games there just because of the the great environment there and and uh they're intense baseball fans they have they have uh you know, a love for the game down there in Texas, just like, you know, a lot of great places do. But I think that would be another, another, uh, mm-hmm. another. Starter. That's uh, a good one. And by the along, way. Texas. Well, along with, along with, and and the last one would be uh, obviously San Francisco. Oh, that's a good one too. Yeah. 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 Great,
1: great park. Yeah. Uh, good fan base. Obviously, yeah. I, I like a, a really solid city. Like
0: on the water. yeah. It's
1: some good places to live.
0: Yeah, so, yeah. But yeah. uh, like, uh, you know, the fans can be. Uh, I mean, they can they can get on you pretty good out there in San That's Francisco. Good, though,
1: again, like when you're when you're old on your porch, like smoking the pipe, or yeah. wearing wearing the, the the top hat and the ascot. And I don't know why, like that image came to mind. How would you ever be on the porch, like wearing so I can pipe with the top hat and the ascot? I, I yeah. don't know, but, but when, you're, when you're doing whatever you're doing, you're like, oh, I wish people were yelling at me. I miss that.
0: Yeah, no, you do. You miss it. You do miss it. I missed it, you know, uh, whatever. I mean, it is. You, you miss, you you love the intensity coming back. and I loved it last off season getting the opportunity to sign back with Boston and knowing what was around the corner. And like, you're like, damn, I missed this. I missed it, you know. You never, uh, you
1: never though you never nobody ever booed you last year
0: no i i mean i you know whatever i i didn't uh no no but i'm just saying i'm saying like like you're welcome it, <laughs> like it, it's good it, yeah yeah i guess yeah i guess that's uh but you know
1: why but you know why and this goes back to no matter what market we're talking about and right. i think that people appreciate and this is why this stinks for Boston losing Bogarts, and I think San Diego is going to really appreciate them. Is yeah. that people appreciate guys going about it the right way? No matter what you're marketing, you can have three people in Tampa, and they're going to appreciate. It. They appreciate the way that Evan Liguori, you know, like went out about about it. They, yeah. You know, and, yeah, you're right. And so that's it. I mean, that's it. Like you, what what I'm saying is that don't obsess over what uh, how many crowd people are in the crowd where you're going to live, um, whatever it is, just do the right thing and you'll have a good time.
0: Yeah, right. absolutely. Nobody will ever find fault in that because it's like, hey, look, and, and you can't find fault in it with yourself. It's like I did everything I could. I stepped on the gas and, and uh, you know, without any BS, you just go out there and, and be yourself and, and attack. And, and people love that. That's the visceral part of buying a ticket. You know, you go out there and you're like, yeah, I want to see this. And, and they want to see the excitement of of the intensity of why we play this game. We play this game because we love to play the game and we play it with a, a relentless uh, pursuit of perfection, even though we know it's very uh, difficult to obtain. Uh, we still go after it. And, and and uh, you know, it's something like you said, when we're, when it's over with, we we'll, we're gonna have to uh, try to replicate some uh, base jumping. I think to be able to get that feel. <laughs> yes,
1: yeah, so, there you go. I tell you what. Why you replicating? You're gonna be like the uh, the 55 year old replicating the base jumping in, in the backyard, and I'll be the one watching with a top hat, top hat, ascot, and a pipe on the rocking chair for some reason watching. So there you go. Um, yeah. All right. I think we
0: solved a lot of problems as always. So. Thank you, Rich. Appreciate it. All right, Rob. Thank you.